the book of Acts is this really incredible account of how Jesus has ascended and his Holy Spirit now empowers his disciples and they've become apostles. That means they're going out. They've been sent to the ends of the earth to tell the world of who this Jesus guy is and why he matters and what he's up to. But if you've read to the end of the book, it ends kind of abruptly, almost like there's not an end at all. Many biblical scholars believe this is actually intentional, that the author ends without an end at all, so that it's communicating that this is continuing, that this is ongoing, it's not over, it's not concluded, and you, reader, are invited to participate as a citizen of the kingdom of God, bringing this gospel movement to the ends of the earth. Our conversation today is with an awesome graduate, recent graduate, Kaylee Dykema from 2019. And I couldn't help but thinking about the, the book of Acts and that non-conclusion at the end of the book of Acts, because as she's talking and telling her story, it fits so perfectly with the stories of some of the earliest followers of Jesus. I think you're really going to enjoy Kaylee's stories and getting to hear a little bit of her heart and love for Jesus on today's episode. Kaylee Dykema, this is such a special treat for me. Aww. You are, remind me, the graduating year. 2019. 2019. Yeah. And anyone who knows Kaylee, this word does not come as a surprise. But the word, when I look back on the years I got to have you as a student and your presence in this place as a leader, the word is just joy that Aww. I think back on. And that's still true sitting with you this morning. You just radiate <laughs> Not just your own joy, but I, uh, the the joy of Jesus. And that's just a joy to be able to sit with you Thank and have you. a conversation this morning. I love it. I'm so excited to be here. So, Kaylee, can you just start by telling us a little bit about life in high school uh, or any memories you have that stand out being back in the building this morning? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been really crazy to be here. I haven't been here since I graduated. And a lot of that obviously has to do with COVID in our life. And our world kind of flipping upside down but I don't know walking around here it's just been super surreal to um, walk in the hallways see people honestly just reminisce on how the Lord moved and worked in my life here and how he you know did things in my life during my high school years that prepared me for um, things post high school and um, I don't know just seeing how much I've grown since I've walked these mm. halls has been really surreal too just because that's not me like that's all the Lord and um, I think the biggest thing is like when I was walking these halls you know a few years ago my identity was wrapped up in um, what um, people thought of me like the fear of man and like mm. all of my athletic success like all of those things it wasn't like um, you know I didn't have the desire to be known as like that girl who's wildly in love with Christ you know and I just feel like I've grown so much um, since going to Holland Christian, but also like I'm still being taught by the Lord every single day. Mm, so. Amen. I love when students return on occasion, especially when you could see that the Lord was up to good things in mm -hmm. that person's life, that, the, that, that, that Jesus was discipling them. And then you get to fast forward sometimes four years, sometimes 10 years, and you get to see, oh my goodness, that good work has yeah. continued. And sometimes... Uh, the person's transformed in ways that's like, yep, totally. They were on that trajectory. And other times it's like, whoa, I wouldn't have even guessed mm -hmm. that. And it's incredible and it's good. 
tell us a little bit about what are some of the ways that you've grown since graduating in 2019? <laughs> so much. Um, when you're a post high school graduate, you literally like you learn about independence in such a unique way, like especially if you go to um, college after high school. And I remember so many moments my freshman year of just being alone in my car and just like crying. And that sounds really dramatic, but like I, it was just so bizarre for me to be, even though I was just in Grand Rapids, I felt so isolated and alone and confused because I was trying to build community, but it's really hard to start completely over yeah, from scratch. Right. And I just remember I like a specific conversation in the car with the Lord. I was like, God, I've always wanted like really deep community. Like I wanted community that I can run after you with that's not only fun and like that I mesh well with, but also have like the same goals and morals as me. And shortly after that, I I found some of my best friends mm. that I get to do life with. Some some of the girls that I live with, I went on spring break with my freshman year before like all the COVID things happened. And those girls were like a complete answer to my prayer um, that I had been praying in high school, that I had been praying, you know, mm, the first awesome. few weeks in um, college and months in college. And um, another big aspect of community that um, I just fell in love with at Cornerstone is um, there's a group called Met by Love that started at um, Cornerstone and it's a it's a worship night that gathers every Monday night just in a classroom and over the last few years that's grown and it's like across other campuses in West Michigan but um, that is a ministry that I started like getting involved in and being a part of and it's a twofold ministry so there's the worship nights on Monday nights but then there's also like a scent and missional aspect mm, of the mm, group mm. too and that's called Every Heart and so um, I, I really felt like the Lord was working on my heart my sophomore year to prepare me to go on an every heart tour, which happens in the summer. And it's like three months and you go from city to city all across the U S and you, um, just preach the good news and love on people and sit with, um, brokenness and celebrate triumph, like all of the things. And I felt like the Lord called me to do that. And so I was obedient and I went last summer and, Man, I've been on so many different trips like in my life, but that was by far some of the most like tangible, like applicable growth I've ever experienced because it wasn't just like a mission trip where you go for a week and then it's like, oh my gosh, that was the best thing ever, spiritual high, whatever. And then you come back and it's like a few weeks pass and then it's like same old, same old. Mm. Like for this, like when you spend three weeks, sorry, three months completely stripped, like I never knew where I was going to sleep, where like where my next like meal was going to be. Sometimes that sounds again dramatic, but it was like it's just like the missional life where you you have limited funds. Sometimes your host homes fall through. Sometimes you don't have a host home and you have to make do with sleeping in the van or sleeping in a tent, like that sort of thing. When you're so stripped of that um, dependency and like growth is inevitable. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think about just everyday conveniences that are, yeah. are commonplace in my life. Totally. That I'm grateful for, right? I'm, I'm, I am grateful for, I mean, even in this office, if I get cold, I turn up <laughs> yes. the, the heat, right? And it's, but there's also this facade of control that comes along with it that I, God can almost kind of um, 
fade to the background totally. without my apparent need mm-hmm. right in front of me all the time. Yeah. Even though my, my very heartbeat depends upon God saying, yes, yes, totally. yes. It's so easy to think that I'm in control and self-sufficient. Sounds like what you experienced was just all those desperate needs of God we need you to provide that that yeah. kind of comes to the surface. Yeah. Yeah, for real. And even like with um dependency on other people, like mm-hmm. when I first started, I didn't really I didn't really know the people in my group. Like Joel was in my group and I knew of him, but I wasn't like he wasn't like a great friend of mine in high school. He is now, but I didn't know him super well and I knew like I knew a few of the other people, but I was like entering a team of people that I was like this could be great. This could be bad. And thankfully it was fantastic. And I, um, I love the eight people I was able to travel with. We still Mm. are like, we still hang out today and like joke around and do ministry together, which is fantastic. But, um, that was a huge thing for me because I was stripped of my family and the community that the Lord did bless me with that, you know, you can, even though it was an answer to prayer, it could still become an idol for me, you know, of like, okay, these are my people. I'm just going to confide in these people and trust that their faith and their obedience is going to be sufficient for me um, instead of, you know, individually chasing after the king. And so um, being stripped of family and friends and my boyfriend and like all the other things, I was like, okay, like this is it. Like it's you and me, Lord, like teach me what you want to teach me. And the biggest thing I think I learned on this trip and the biggest thing I feel like I've grown in since I've graduated from high school is the gospel means transformation, Hmm. you know, and if you are a follower of Christ and you live your life day to day the same that you did before you knew the gospel, it's like, are you truly like in love with the king, you know? Hmm. And that's super convicting for me, like still is every day. It's like, how am I living on mission today? Like whether that's to my family, whether that's to um, my roommates or like a stranger at the gas station, like how am I um, living on mission and being obedient to the little promptings of the Holy Spirit and um, furthering his kingdom? Because again, like West Michigan is so different than like the places I've traveled to, like out west the spiritual atmosphere and the stuff that we saw in like the spiritual realm is completely different than it is here and so realizing that there are two kingdoms out there like the kingdom of god and like the kingdom of satan and both are active like we see like satan's goal like his agenda is to steal kill and destroy and he's active and he's trying to you know fight against god's people Hmm. but we know like the kingdom of god is victorious and that's also advancing but being like constantly reminding myself every day of like how can I further the kingdom of God like how can I and again like it's so tangible like there are tangible things that you can do whether that's pray for your friend who's sick or um you're walking down the street and you see a homeless person and you just want to sit there for five minutes and not give them money not doing like just to be there and like love them and see them and hear their story little things like that that might not even be you like screaming the gospel at someone, but maybe like practicing the gospel Mm, through your actions. uh, Amen. And what you just described, I remember realizing that good news uh, as a young man, that that the gospel wasn't just Jesus has done something for you, but he wants to do something in you and to you and through you. Um, Human beings, all of us long for community and purpose. And so often, at least in my experience, 
I didn't really realize that that is its fullest in Christian community. The thing you crave for most is its fullest as a, as a member of Christ Church. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like that was something that I have learned to in like, and when I say learned, it's like I tasted and I've seen. It's mm-hmm. not like, and it's like through experiences that I've learned this, but like life with Jesus and only Jesus is better than life with Jesus and something else or life with, um, you know, it's it's not a Jesus and type of situation. Mm-hmm. It's a only Jesus. And I feel like oh, that is so often so missed in Christian communities of, okay, we can chase after Jesus and we can go to church like here and there, but I'm still gonna like do this or I'm still gonna give my attention to this. Even though again, like there are two kingdoms, like your actions and your words and your thoughts, they either glorify the kingdom of God or they glorify the kingdom of Satan, you know? And it's like, how, how can I live my life in a way that glorifies that and is living a life of just Jesus? Like, only Jesus because you know we see in John 4 when he's talking to um, the woman at the well like he is so clear that living water is the only thing that satisfies and if you drink from anything else like you will get thirsty Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. and that in itself is the gospel like if you are drinking from worldly things you're always going to be thirsty you're always not going to be satisfied because we were created for the creator and if it's if those things that we're engaging in aren't that like we are going to be tired we're going to be empty we're going to be dry we're we're not going to be our fullest self Mm. and that was the thing for me that I learned this summer is I have never felt the like more myself than I did this past Mm -hmm. summer and that was because like one I was stepping into the full freedom of the gospel and the Lord did such a insane work um, in in my life and freed me from a lot of things that I had been struggling with, but also just like, yeah, like I was, I was completely full the whole summer and I've never experienced joy like I did this summer with my team. And it was because I was all in for Christ, but also doing exactly what he called us and created us to do, which is to live on mission and be, you know, his hands and feet and reach the lost, sit with the lost, um, preach the good news, worship with unbelievers, like all of these things just like came into one this summer. And I realized that, um, that's when I'm fullest. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like, believe as believers, like the only time, like we will only feel full, like when we're with our creator and doing what our creator has created us to do, Mm. you know? I was just reading the story of Moses on Mount Sinai when he says, show me your glory. And mm. and it says that God revealed to him his goodness. And I never really realized that word. It's like his goodness that he sees. Wow. And it's his goodness that causes Moses's face to have this radiance to it, to the point that when he goes down the mountain, he has to put on a veil because it's so bright. Um, and we, what you're saying is know God, pursue God, spend time with God, yeah. abide in Christ and the radiance or the fruit that's born is the result that that's how it works totally and even going back to the story of the woman at the well in john 4 like i never realized that like after you know the lord meets with her and like convicts her of like her sin in like the most gentle kind way she's like in awe of him and like a few passages later we see that she can't help but go and tell Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's like the i really believe that the result of hearing the gospel is sharing the gospel Um, because you can't help but tell, you know, 
And I don't know, like I heard this analogy the other day and it completely wrecked me and made me realize that the gospel does have so much more weight than sometimes I give it credit because I I don't know about you, but I've grown up, you know, in the Christian community. So I've heard like, Jesus loves you. Jesus died on the cross for you. And that's fantastic. And I I feel like now I'm to a point where every time I hear that, it like grows in like heaviness and Mm. weight of like, oh my goodness, like someone did that for me? Like what? But earlier on, it was like, okay, cool. Like what's next? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we see like what's next is like, transformation like we talked about earlier but also like going and telling other people and the analogy I, I I heard was if you're in a courtroom and you're like you are life sentence like can you imagine someone coming in and being like you know what like I want to take her place and it's like what like that is the gospel like I was so undeserving of his grace and his love but he came into the courtroom and said no like I want to take her place. I want to take the life sentence and I want you to be free. Mm. And it's like, if if that happened to me, like that ex- exact example of like, I'm in a courtroom, I can't even imagine what my life would be like, like walking out of that courtroom. Like I would obviously, one, have a desire to know that man that just stepped into my place and saved me. But two, like I want to do everything in my power to live a life that like makes him so pleased mm. with me and live a life that's set apart, you know, that he um, he would be worthy of. And obviously we are sinners, we're broken, and I make mistakes every single day, but mercy and grace is new every morning, mm. you know? But Yeah, like the courtroom metaphor. Can you yeah. imagine Lazarus being raised to life by Jesus and then just be like, I'm going to go play yeah. video games with my friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with video games, but no. that kind of... You just imagine someone who was dead and was raised by Christ. Like, yeah. what does their life look like after that? And yet that is the paradigm for Christians. That right. is the reality for Christians. And and yeah, re- remembering that and living into that is uh, can kind of shake us out of that. Uh, the numbness that can so easily happen when it becomes normal or, yes. or too normal. Totally. That was another thing I learned this summer of like, the power of the gospel and how you can preach the gospel to yourself every day. Mm -hmm. And like, when you do that, you get to step into new freedom. You know, if you're struggling with something, you're like, no, like by the blood of Christ, I'm saved, I'm free, and I'm living in the healing power of the resurrection. And even the psalmists do that in the in the Old Testament, right? The psalmist will say, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your trust in God, yeah. for I will yet praise him, my yep. Savior and my God. He's he's talking to himself. He's saying, wake up, buddy. Yeah. God is good. Remember. Yes. Uh, and remembering, that is so powerful too. What a powerful tool to also remember God's goodness and just stand in the faith like stand in the fact that he's been faithful before and he'll be faithful again Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. so beautiful yeah psalm 13 is one of my favorites and the first two stanzas is 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 really i mean the person i think we'd call the 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 person really thoroughly depressed asking uh how long O lord Um, where are you god for two stanzas and then it says but and exactly what you said kind of reminds himself of the history of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and says, I- I'm going to trust in your love and your faithfulness and yeah. your goodness, even though they pretty obviously aren't necessarily feeling it in that moment. It's a reminder. They're preaching to themselves totally. to use your words. Yeah. Yeah. And every time, you know, we would run into a stranger in the summer and felt like called to share the gospel every time. 
like I would I would either say it or I would listen to my my partner my evangelism partner say it. I'd be like absolutely wrecked <laughs> by the power of it and been like wow like who like I've known no greater love like it comes down to that like I've known no greater love nobody else no other God like that's another thing I've realized like you know ex- not per- me personally exploring other religions but having friends or um strangers I talk to explain other religions I kind of just like get struck with the fact I'm like but like my God made a way for me all the other gods and all the other religions it's like no there has to be like you yourself as a person have to make a way to the God and I think that's so beautiful and like so revealing of the truth that we're standing in you know that we are like the Bible is true because he is the only God that made a way and he is the only God that loves and listens and talks and interacts um I think that's really powerful too amen that was a little tangent but oh that's good amen (laughs) We're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. Skipworth Construction focuses on exceptional use of space and budget as they design and build your dream. Working closely with their customers, they strive to create a home that exceeds expectations. Whether it's a new construction or a renovation, Skipworth Construction will work with you to design, build, or renovate your space. So Kaylee, any stories in particular that that stand out in your mind as a really important moment from this past summer? Yeah, so I feel like we saw so many different things this summer. We saw like physical healings, we saw deliverances, we saw salvations, we saw baptisms. But um, going back to what we were talking about earlier, truly like the greatest miracle I saw was someone stepping into salvation in a new relationship with Christ. And um, I just have one story. It's kind of long, but it's super intense and a lot of roller coasters, but I think it's, um, fantastic. So I just wanted to share that. Um, we are in a school right now <laughs> and there's a bell. Um, I just wanted to share that testimony. Um, cause I think it's just depicts who God is so well. Um, but we were in Salt Lake city, Utah. So this was like kind of halfway through the summer and we, um, we kind of just felt called that week to spend time in the, uh, a park downtown that was pretty central to a lot of things and found out that there's like this really large homeless community and like hippie community that has just chosen to live at this park and, um, really incredible people, really interesting people. And we just basically sat with them every day and hung out with them and listened to them, heard their stories. And, um, on one of the like first days in the week, um, I was partners with my friend Jonah and we were going around the park talking to people and um, we met this couple. Um, the guy's name was Shaggy and the, the wife's name was um, KJ. We sat down with them for um, a really long time and just heard their story and found out that KJ is a believer, but Shaggy is pretty like off-putted by the gospel, didn't really want anything to do with it. And obviously like we respected that and just wanted to be with them and um slowly got talking more to KJ and she we found out that she's pregnant and really struggling with um like sensation in her feet so she couldn't feel like textures or temperatures and it was like kind of freaking her out and we just told her like we believe in a God that still heals like do you mind if we keep praying for you and she's like of course and so we prayed for her Jonah prayed for her and she experienced full healing which Mm. is just like that in itself is fantastic and just like brings me to the feet of the cross, you know, of just like gratitude of what the Lord can do and is still doing. And, 
Um, so that was crazy. And then we were like, well, how about you guys come to the worship night that we're doing in the park at the end of the week? That was like the typical routine for an Every Heart Tours. We would spend time like with people in community during the week. And then at the end of the week, we would invite everyone we met to this worship gathering where we would um, boldly procla- proclaim the gospel and then um, do worship too. And so it was in the park. So they came because it's like their home. Mm. But um, they came and we... Um, we started talking to them again and Jonah just decides to like share the gospel with Shaggy in full and Shaggy is still just like you know what like don't want it don't believe in it he I'm pretty sure said something along the lines of like if Jesus isn't going to smoke a blunt with me I don't want anything to Mm -hmm. do with him so just very like off-putted doesn't doesn't want anything to do with it um really hard-hearted and we by this time we were kind of used to that this summer like sharing the gospel and having people reject the truth and just learning to trust that Jesus is in control and that he'll trust, like he'll, he'll honor our seeds that we're throwing. And cause he's the faithful farmer. That's like constantly awake, checking on the seeds, watering the seeds, mm. going after the soil. And, um, man, did he just do like, he literally did just that. We, we left, we left for the next city. And as we're leaving, I think we were in Boise, Idaho, we get a phone call from some of the people in, in the park and Jonah picks up and they're like, oh man, like we don't know who else to call Jonah. Like we're really stressed, like, and we don't know what to do. And Jonah's like, like, talk to me, like what's going on? And he's like, Shaggy got stabbed in the park and died. Like literally what? the day after we left, there was like, um, obvi- like with with situations like we were in it's very territorial and so something must have happened and people got mad and um it's devastating but shaggy's life was taken because of it Unreal. and we all heard that and that was like that was the first time this summer that like the actual weight of like what we were doing was like holy cow like the urgency that happened too with us is like eternity is on the line And, like, again, like, God will go through leaps and bounds to, like, pursue his people. And, like, I'll get to that. Like, he did just that. But, like, he also wants to partner with us. Mm -hmm. And so that definitely stirred a lot of urgency in us to be faithful and, like, have no fear of man and just share the gospel. But anyways, we got to talk to KJ, the wife, and we're, you know, Jonah's like, I'm so sorry. Like, we're praying for you. Like, how are you doing? And um, obviously she's just in such a deep grieving Um moment but she we you know talked to her for a little bit and Jonah finally asked like hey KJ like did Shaggy say anything about like our conversation the night before like the gospel or about Jesus and she's like yeah guys like you'll never believe this he he woke up this morning so the day he died and he woke up and (laughs) that's okay um he woke up and he looked at me and he said I just had a dream of a man dressed all in white with his hand outstretched to me and calling me home (laughs) and shaggy looked at his wife and was like kj like i need to make my life right with god like i need to like i want to give my life to him like this man is real and he's pursuing me and so he made arrangements to like get things right with his parole officer and do a few other things that he felt like the lord um desired of him and he looked at her and was like, but KJ, I need you to understand that if anything happens to me, you need to run to the church. Like you need to run to the church. Those are good people who love God and God's real. And shortly after that, like whatever happened in the park happened and he passed away. And 
Um, I just like every time I hear that story and even just reminisce on that story, it's like, again, such a depiction of like how God pursues his people and like how sovereign he is to know that like Shaggy's last day was that day and Mm -hmm. he had rejected the gospel the day before, but he wanted to give him one more chance, you know, to come home to him. And, um, the fact that he did that and the fact that, um, you know, Shaggy accepted him, like I, that's just insane to me that, um, we serve such a sovereign and faithful God that, again goes through loops and like leaps and bounds not only to pursue um his people now but like what he did on the cross too for us Mm -hmm. um and that was definitely one of our like most crazy testimonies of like wow like what just happened like lord what's going on um but again like that one takes the cake for me because it's it's salvation it's eternity it's someone discovering the love of christ Mm -hmm. and that's far better than any physical healing or you know that we saw um on on tour so Kaylee can I ask after a summer like this yeah first of all that story is incredible thank you for sharing that (laughs) tearing up over here um what's it like to come home what's it like to kind of get back into normal or like a routine and what does it look like to be faithful to Jesus and be on mission in in kind of like a more structured day totally. is that is that a challenge and, oh and my how do you goodness do the first like the first few weeks and months of coming back it was like oh it was so hard because we uh, just the stuff we saw and like the the ways God worked in the summer it was literally our sole agenda this summer was to love God and love people And then when you come back from something like that, it's like, okay, your sole agenda is to love God and love people, but through school, through volleyball, Mm, through mm -hmm. whatever you have going on. And it's, it is more structured and, um, quite frankly, more stressful to delegate time to different areas and, but Uh also live on mission. And I, I really struggled for, um, honestly still do because I hear stories like that. I'm like, oh, I miss that. I miss the craziness and like the wild testimonies, um, that and we as saw. a parent, as a parent, that I, I feel like I've been living in that tension a lot lately. Of of I'm called to be on mission with Jesus and yeah. through the power of Jesus. And there's a dirty diaper, and there's an yeah. ear infection, and there's for teachers the grading I have to do. That can seem and feel very mundane totally. and normal. And yeah, I'm just curious your thoughts. Yeah, I don't. I think for me the biggest. Um, thing that I, t- I I was taught in that season of transition is like the Lord is still in the mundane and the mm, ordinary yeah. amen, and amen. moments of solitude and just like interceding more and praying on mm. behalf of people I desire to see saved or um, other things that are going on is like so important. But I will say the biggest thing and the biggest um, just grace of the Lord I felt in that transition was a specific call after every heart. And I felt like he was Mm. calling me to do missions on my volleyball team. Mm. And so I knew like stepping into the season that um, that was where he called me to be. I felt a lot of peace that like I'm pretty sure I had like one week of nothing. And then I was like back into the swing of preseason for volleyball. And that was a lot after like being gone for so long and then going straight back into volleyball. And um, just seeing his faithfulness and like my experience on tour and watching that kind of bleed into my volleyball team and how 
I'm pretty sure we had four girls get baptized this past season. Mm. And just like a lot of girls activated on our team to just realize that it's so much bigger than themselves and how that changed our team culture and how that team like that changed our season just a lot of things that like I feel like the Lord just graced me out of the transition of like okay these are radical things that you're seeing and I like I do that and I love doing that but I also love doing the mundane and the Mm -hmm. ordinary and I love working among teams and um just allowing him time to to like work through me even when I'm busy or um the biggest thing I learned too this is huge is like I can't lead spiritually or pour in spiritually when I'm not full myself and so learning how to prioritize and oh my goodness I'm still so bad at this but like I something I will continually do every single day is try to be better at just spending time with him and knowing that like I will be able to lead spiritually love better serve missionally way better mm, from amen, an empty cu- or from a overflowing cup because it it's it's natural it's authentic it's way more um way better than i would be able to do from an empty cup you know and and when living in that way i think the realization i often have is it's not that god is not in the mundane totally. it's that i'm not very in the mundane it's i'm not investing in the papers i'm grading maybe mm-hmm. and that i'm imagining some other life and, and yet, what if God is actually very present and calling yeah. me to be present with him in that moment in those seemingly mundane things, too? Totally. And, and in this in that spirit of overflowing uh, the love of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And how like that was something I feel like that one of my friends like encouraged me with, too, is I'm in a super busy season. But like let your bu- like your busy season be worship. Like if you're doing homework, let it be worship. Like if you're doing um if you're walking your dog and it's raining like let it be worship like there's always opportunity to engage with the lord and um worship him talk to him um even just like pursuing community that does do missions like every heart still so like i i knew that the transition was going to be hard for me when i came back so i decided to volunteer for a youth group on a sunday night so that i had one opportunity like each week for sure that i was able to pour into for my case, sixth graders and mentor them, love them, um, share the gospel with them, um, answer questions, like do ministry with them. Mm. Um, that's been super helpful too, to, um, help with the transition, but it's definitely real, like stepping out of something like that and stepping back into my ordinary life. Like there, there definitely have been moments where I'm like, man, like I really miss summer, but also like, I don't want to like have that be my mindset. Cause I don't want to miss like what the Lord has in front of mm-hmm. me right now. Yeah, amen. Amen. Kaylee, this I think will be such a challenging, encouraging gift to, to all our listeners, but also for me mm-hmm. personally sitting across the Aww. table from you. This is just brings me so much joy and encouragement. And boy, how you're thinking about what it means to follow Jesus right now, right here. That's, that's yeah, something I need to be reminded of today. Yeah. So I'm really me too. grateful. Me too. Kaylee, would you be up for just praying for for us, for the school, for students who are right now in class? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Um, Jesus, thank you just so much for today, God. Thank you for moments like this where we can just sit and speak truth, God. Um, Thank you that your truth is sovereign, that your truth um, just goes before us every single day. Father, thank you for the gospel and um, just for what you've done for us, God. Um, Lord, may that never 
sit lightly with us. May that Mm -hmm. um, transform our life every single day so that we um, have the boldness to live on mission for you and share with others um, what that gospel has done for us and what your love, um, Lord, has done for us. God, I just want to pray over the students right now who are listening to this. Um, Lord, would you meet them in just radical ways over an AirPod or over the speaker? God, would you um, show your presence to them? Um, God, if they're experiencing any doubt or anxiety or depression or, Lord, whatever they are struggling with, would you meet them and um, just give them an a warm embrace right now, God. Would you shower your um, peace and love and joy on them, God? Would you break chains, God? Um, Lord, I believe in your power. I believe um, that you are doing a mighty work here at Holland Christian. Would you continue to nourish that, God? Would you, um, Lord, would you just shower love on all the faculty and teachers too, God? If they're exhausted or if they're tired, um, would you fill the, their cup, God? Um, Holy Spirit, we just ask for an anointing on this place. And God, would we be courageous enough to be set apart and live our life all in for you, God? Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what you did for us. You you were all in on that cross. And God, you deserve our everything. Um, so we love you, Father. Um, would you just activate us and our hearts and our feet um, to go out and further your kingdom, God? We love you so, so much, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Kaylee, can you give us a good go Maroons? Oh, go Maroons, go Maroons. baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>